Welcome to the second Sunday in Lent. Our sermon text for today comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, the first four verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us the courage like Abram to listen when you call, to pick up and move and to go wherever you send us, even though it may seem risky. Lord, we trust that you will bless and that you will make us a blessing to others. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Abram packs up his small family and everything he has. He's ready to leave, to go somewhere, but he doesn't have a clue where. He doesn't have a roadmap or a GPS signal to follow. He's just following blindly. This all seems like a very bad idea. Leave your family, the only support system you have in, the, in a brutal world. It's a world where you can't easily call home for help when you get in over your head. It's not like Abram could ask somebody back home to wire him money or resources if he runs out. He leaves the, the only land that he knows how to farm. He leaves the climate with which he's familiar. Everything in his world that provides safety to him, Abram walks away from. Why would he do such a thing? <clears throat> well, for hope of a better life, obviously. Maybe in leaving, he would be blessed. There's the promise that he'd make a name for himself. Uh, and so there's the, the promise of a family and of land and of popularity. Sounds a lot like the impetuous teenager who loads up the trunk of his car, guitar strapped to his back. He's leaving to make it big. He drives away from all of the people who love him with visions of being on stage in an arena packed with thousands of people shouting his name. He's going to make his name great. That's the promise Abram had, that I'm going to make my name great. Did you hear it? Did you hear the promise that got Abram packing? I will bless you and make your name great. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't have a clue how to get there. He just goes. Seems like a bad idea. If your child came to you with such a plan, you'd be concerned, to say the least. We might lock them in their rooms. And much of it doesn't turn out well. In spite of the promises of descendants and a great nation, it looks pretty bad for Abram for a while. In fact, for a long time. There's famine in the land where Abram ends up, and he and Sarah have to flee to Egypt. While in Egypt, Abram loses his wife, Sarah, to Pharaoh. In fact, technically gives her away, lies that she's not even his wife because he's afraid that, that the Egyptians will kill him to get her. And so, uh, and so he loses his wife to Pharaoh's harem. There's family turmoil in every generation. Uh, Abraham's first child is born to him by, by Sarah's handmaid, uh, Hagar, his name is Ishmael. 
later he has a child by Sarah named Isaac, and there's bitterness between the moms, and there's strife in a family that ends up in sending Ishmael away from the family. And then there's Isaac's sons, Jacob and Esau, who are fighting the moment they come out of the womb. They're twins, and they come into the world fighting. They spend a lifetime fighting and cheating and challenging one another. And then they're Jacob's sons, the 12 sons of Jacob who are constantly at one another and eventually sell one of their brothers into slavery, sell Joseph into slavery back down into Egypt. Abraham heard God's call to go, and he went without question as far as we know. But his faithful decision ultimately led his family to slavery. You see, it was Abram's willingness to leave in Genesis chapter 12 that puts his his grandchildren, great-grandchildren, in slavery down in Egypt. By the end of Genesis, the whole family is out of the promised land and in Egypt. When the book of Exodus opens, they are slaves. It was nearly 500 years after Abram set out to make his name great that the promise was fulfilled a great family in the promised land. It was nearly a thousand years before they were united into one nation under King Saul and King David and King Solomon. So it was a tempting idea for Abram to move out. But boy, what cost came with it, how risky it was, and how long it took to pay off any real dividends. Sounds like we have an excellent motivation for staying put, doesn't it? for exercising our faith within this supportive community. Moving out is dangerous. Uh, Abram's story makes it obvious. It feels much safer in here. The people around me are joining in worship. They don't scoff at my hymn singing even when I hit a sour note. They don't sneer when I go to the altar to pray. Our Sunday school classes are an incredible support system. They're really like families to us. They celebrate the good times with us. More importantly, maybe, they walk through the bad times with us, through the difficult times with us. When we face death in the family or health crisis, they are there for us. I know my family has received that kind of support over the last few weeks, and it is priceless. Forest Lake is a great place to be a Christian. Why would we ever think about moving out of this place, about moving into a community that might be hostile to our faith? There are those out there that might take offense at us and what we believe. Why would we risk leaving the safety of our spiritual home to go practice our faith in the marketplace, in our offices, and in our neighborhoods where they just might not understand? Why would we do that? Because God calls. The only thing that makes sense in Abram's story is that God called and Abram trusted that call. He trusted God to bless and God did. Maybe not in Abram's time, maybe not at the pace that he would have wanted, but God did bless. And in fact, blessed all the nations of the earth through Abram. We gather here together and worship because Abram left home, because Abram was obedient. Obedience to God's call did not prevent hardships. We've already covered that part of Abram's life. Sometimes, maybe frequently, God's call is risky for us as well. We may, in fact, suffer for our faith, but that's part of it. Because God's call also carries a promise of blessing. When we go 
God will bless us in the going. Not just that, though. God will bless others through our going. Did you hear the calling again of Abram that all the nations of the earth will be blessed in you? God blessed Abram to be a blessing to others. We, too, are blessed to be a blessing. We are here to be a blessing to others. The amazing call of God on our lives is to go, to get out of here, and to bless someone else. We don't have to judge them. We don't have to like them. We just get to bless them. Sometimes our Lenten focus gets trapped in here, in our church community, and in our inner lives. We tend to focus on fasting, repentance, sacrifice, and giving up something for Lent. Those are valuable disciplines, and I encourage them for each one of us. But not just those. Let's don't limit it to the inward discipline. God calls us to go. Go be a blessing. This year, maybe we add the Lenten discipline of blessing people each week. What if throughout this 40 days, we were intentional every week to be a blessing to someone around us? A kind word to someone, a generous tip to a waiter or waitress, a visit to someone who's lonely. However God leads you, go and be a blessing. God is calling. Let's go.